they go to the beach house for the weekend. Okay, this beach house is green. But it's epic. I don't know why they painted it green. But this is like... You keyed in on the fact that it's colored green? I didn't even (laughs) notice that. That's a problem for you? (laughs) Sarah can be looking at a $5 million beach house on the lake and be like, the color scheme just doesn't work for me. It's it's a no no for me, guys. But I just like... What? Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You found us here. Means you love romantic comedies. Amazing news, we do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have a brand new movie. The, the Kissing, Kissing Booth, Booth 3. 3. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you follow, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you ever want to reach out, you can, you know, leave us a review in, in one of those places. But you can also do that on TikTok, at Romcom Rewind, and on Instagram, at Romcom Rewind. We got a uh, message from Sylvia from Spain. Cool. Somebody in Spain listens I love it. to us. Says, I recently discovered your podcast and I've been listening to it every moment I can in the car while cooking, walking my dog. She says, I'm a huge rom-com fan and I feel like this podcast is the content I needed. She also wants us to do When Harry Met Sally. I know, Sylvia. <laughs> it's great. We got to do it. We want to do it too. We just haven't found it yet on any streaming services. Well, we try to do things that are easily accessible on like a simple streaming service. You know, your Amazon Primes. Netflix's Disney Plus Disney Pluses yeah we don't have Hulu in Canada yeah no um, or We've... Peacock which is the network one no, what no I don't think so no okay. well, anyway this is yeah. an us problem <laughs> it might be an us problem anyway if anyone's if anyone sees When Harry Met Sally on any streaming service please let us know so The Kissing Booth 3 is a 2021 Netflix teen romantic comedy it just came out not long ago a few weeks ago I think August 11th it came out August 7th. <laughs> it's directed by Vince Marcello. It is the third and final installment in the Kissing Booth trilogy, which is based on the Beth Riekel's novel series. Now, okay, the Kissing Booth is the story of Elle Evans, played by Joey King. A quick recap. Elle is childhood best friends with a guy named Lee Flynn, played by Joel Courtney. But starting in the Kissing Booth 1, oh no, friendship in jeopardy. Elle ends up falling in love with Lee's older brother, Noah Flynn, dun-dun-dun, played by Jacob Lordy. The love between Noah and Elle blossoms, even to the point that he goes to school, long-distance relationship, in Harvard, which is our premise for The Kissing Booth 2, a challenge for the relationship, doubled by the fact that Elle ends up in a Dance Dance Revolution contest with a guy named Marco, played by uh, Taylor Zakar Perez. Elle is also super self-conscious of Noah and his new friend Chloe, played by Maisie Richardson Sellers. But they end up overcoming their jealousy and the long distance by the end of Kissing Booth 2. Is that a fair assessment of the previous two movies? Yes, that's great, actually. Which is where we arrive with the Kissing Booth 3. It's Elle and Lee's last summer before they go off to college. Noah wants Elle to go with him to Harvard. Lee is going to, I think he's going to Berkeley, right? Yep. He wants her to go there as well. But there is also the challenge that the Flynn family has decided to sell their lake house, which... Apparently, we found out, holds a uh, significant, intimate, emotional, you know, memory for both the Flynn's and for Elle. They spent a lot of time there as kids. So the summer ends up being spent with Elle and Lee going over their summer lake house bucket list while Elle tries to juggle her relationship with Noah and ultimately deciding where she wants to go to school. Woo! What are your thoughts on this movie? 
since it's the last summer at the Beach House. We would be more than happy to stay here and help you look after this house. We would take amazing care of the place. What do you say? Okay. Good morning. It is one o'clock in the afternoon, sunshine. What? Here's our beach bucket list. A long time ago, Lee and I put together a list of all the crazy things we wanted to do together before going to college. You get arrested for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we actually could. I liked this movie better than the second movie. Um, I just thought it was a better storyline. I I liked it. Um, they brought back the characters, a lot of the characters from the original movie um, that had a smaller role in the second movie. Uh, but no, I, I really liked this one. Um, I still like the first one better, but we can get into that later. Um, but yeah, I, I liked this movie better than the second one. So it was it was a good watch. I mean, they're not like out of this world's great but they're they're very entertaining the, they're, the they're fun movies yes yeah. yes they're good movies i mean the series is very much uh just like an easy romantic comedy watch you know skews a little bit younger this yes. movie specifically i think is the strongest mm-hmm. of the series okay hold on i know you're vibing with no no Kissing no one why okay i'm i'm confused why would you say that this movie is better than the first movie okay I'll explain it to you. There's no way. Because in this movie, we are playing all the hits. Okay? The Kissing Booth 3 is your... That's your Elton John farewell tour. Okay? Sarah actually just saw (laughs) Elton John musical, so this is perfect. We're only playing Tiny Dancer. We're only playing Rocket Man. No. None of the obscure things. We're, We're just playing the hits on this one. A lot's happening, but I feel like there aren't that many wasted scenes. Uh, There were scenes that I didn't love, but it was very much like we're just... Swinging for the fences on every single thing we do. We're bringing in previous love interests. Like you just said, we're bringing in random people who it's like, oh, that's that's the guy from those three scenes in the first movie. Cool. He's back. They're just it's they're like bringing it all tour. in. They're trying to do everything. And I appreciate the effort. No, I like the first one. I like the first movie better because it's a like it's a, a, a kindling of a love story. Like you're watching their love <laughs> blossom and grow. That is what the first movie brings to the table. You you want them to be together, but it's like forbidden love because Bro. Lee doesn't like it, you know? Which is stupid. Which is stupid in on itself. Thank but, you. But I like the first movie better. It just, it was a high school teen rom-com. It, it checked all the boxes for me. The third movie was good. The second, I didn't I love. I think we can agree the second yes, was the yes. weakest of the films. This one was in second place for me. I still like the first one better. The other thing I like about this movie is that um, if you're listening to this and you're like, ah, I haven't watched Kissing Booth 1 or 2, so I don't really care about this. I just explained the plot of the first two in about... 45 seconds. Yes. You don't need to have watched <laughs> the first two. You just, hey, okay, we got we got two brothers. One's the best friend. One's the boyfriend. He's off in university. That, that's all you need to know, okay? Easy. And then we're just, we're into the scenes. I like that about this movie. Yeah, I, I, I did feel like there were some parts that were a little long. Like, I remember looking at the movie and I was like, there's no way that they can have this much, much stuff to do. Well, throughout this movie. I will say like the last 50 minutes is just a weep fest. Not not like I call myself. it I actually call it the L apology tour. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. 
I oh my god, there's just so much crying constantly. Oh, there is. I actually cried. Els, what? You didn't cry. It was. I just like teared up a little bit because it was like heartfelt. Just a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we yeah. got a Sarah weep warning at some point. A little bit. I can't really remember when it was, so I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, it was it was cute. It was a good movie. So yeah, the movie opens up with them doing a week-long road trip up and down the California coast. Well, after graduation, Noah, Lee, Rachel, and I decided to take one week and go on a road trip. Just the four of us. And while I was busy putting off the inevitable decision between the two colleges where I got accepted... So? What about you? I, I got waitlisted. Both Berkeley and Harvard. I was fully focused on this movie I think might hit the record for just montage <laughs> things it's not dress up mon- it's it's just montages in general there are many of them yeah there was like a many montage of the sunsets um the beach scenes the uh what else so you know what you're DDR. describing right now Sarah what you're describing the hits that I was talking about before <laughs> I'm actually gonna point out every like what would be your Elton John rocket man moment so okay Noah asks L. To move in with him at Harvard Ooh. while they're on their on this trip of theirs, um, even though she hasn't picked a school yet, because she has told both Noah and Lee that she was waitlisted on both of them. So Noah really wants her to go to Harvard, and so she's pulled in that direction because she wants to go with her boyfriend. And that's the boyfriend. Yes, and then her best friend of however old they are wants her to go with him to Berkeley because they've always dreamed of going to Berkeley and and whatever else and so she again says to him that she was waitlisted so all summer she's just avoiding these calls from both of the schools and it's kind of starting to come to a head because summer is here she has to make a decision soon and she still doesn't know what she wants to do that is the pinnacle of privilege like how many people would love to go to one of these schools and then we've got l evans ignoring the phone calls from the admission what are yeah, you doing like you have harvard and Berkeley. You answer that phone you, every time. What are you doing? Those are pretty prestigious schools. I mean, we're in Canada. We don't. Also, I, <laughs> but, I hate to be an ass, but the whole like, oh, am I going to go with Noah, my boyfriend, who's like 6'6", jacked as all hell in Harvard and go to, or am I going to hang out with my childhood best friend? No, I'm going to Harvard with Noah Flynn. Are you kidding? Well, and so... Like, I think the dilemma is weird. Like, should she pick the school based on what she wants to do or, like, or where she wants to live and not based on a boy? Like, regardless, in this situation, it's both, her choices are both based on picking a school because of a boy. Well, and now, now you're getting to the premise that ends up in the last 30 minutes of the movie, which is Molly Ringwald having an impassioned speech to Elle being like, what do you want, Elle? What do you think you should do with your life? But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We'll touch on that. They go to the beach house for the weekend. Okay, this beach house is green. It's But it's epic. I don't know why they painted it green. But this is like... You keyed in on the fact that it's colored green? I didn't even (laughs) notice that. That's a problem for you? (laughs) Sarah can be looking at a $5 million beach house on the lake and be like, The color scheme just doesn't work for me. It's it's a no, no for me, guys. But I just like, like what? No, it's not that. But it's just kind of like I don't know. Maybe a soft yellow would have been oh nicer my God. instead of like a vibrant green. Whatever, it doesn't what matter. What a thing to point out. Um, you're welcome, <laughs> designer for the Sarah. Green freaking. Okay, you have to you have to realize that that is not a great color. I didn't notice at all. However, 
like I said, the beach house is epic. That's like the nicest beach house I've ever seen. It like the doors open onto like people pay a lot of money for that. Yeah. And they colored it green. Wow. And they colored it green. I don't know what they were thinking. A soft yellow would have been nice. Wow. Or like a white. Like a little, oh yeah, that, that would have been nice. The way you were oh yeahing there kind of freaks me out a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, oh man, a soft yellow. Wow. Decorators, <laughs> get in touch with Sarah. She knows <laughs> She knows what your beach house needs. <laughs> okay, so Molly Ringwald, because um, I keep forgetting her name in this movie. You know what? It doesn't matter. She's Molly, Molly Ringwald. Yeah, forever. Um, so she tells them that they are selling the, the beach house, which is why they're like they're really upset about it. They want to go there and hang out. And Molly asks them to clean up the rumpus room, which is actually a really cool name for like the toy room, the rec room, rec room. Anyway, the rumpus room, and it's filled with toys. So they also walk by this um, piece on one of the walls, like an entrance, like a doorway that has like a height measuring thing mm-hmm. yeah. did, did you get did you have one growing up we didn't have it we had it at um at our cottage um and i think it's still there and it goes back a really long time well there's the the, the family one at your uh yeah, yeah that, cottage, that one has yeah. like random cousins too yeah and like it goes back to like quite a ways it's really cool to see it's very cool um like i have me when i'm there like when i was two and all the way up to now, I will admit, I probably haven't grown since eighth grade, so <laughs> it doesn't really move anymore. But yeah, it's pretty cool. I like those. I think they're really cool. I, I find, like, when I was watching the movie, and this is a little further into the movie, but when they go to paint it, I was like, oh my God, like, just take the piece off and replace it with a new one and paint that one. I think like, most people actually do that, but still, really? Well, just this house meant so much to them, I guess. Oh, that, no. Like, so I when feel... Lee Flynn was having a little meltdown there and he yeah. was not letting his brother, brother paint it, mm-hmm. I thought he was being like such a little shit. Like, no, get out I, of my way. I, what? I, like, we're selling the house, Lee. I agreed with him. What? Yes, that Molly oh should have gone out and bought you a new a slab of wood. Moments? Wow. Well, I don't know if I would have had a pouty moment. I just, I think everyone would know not to do that. No, I, I'm, no, I'm painting that. Really? Well, yeah, no, we're but selling the house. But that's history. That's, that's your, that's part of you growing up in that house. That's memories. Yeah, the memory I have in my head. I don't, I don't need to see it on a wall. I remember that. No, I think I, I like the wow. idea of taking it and just putting a new one there and painting that. I didn't think you would be a Lee Flynn. So. No, no, wow, no, 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 no. Let's clarify. Because I, I I've got not. a lot of uh, no, bones no, to pick no, about no. Lee in this movie. Lee drives so. me nuts in this movie. <laughs> okay. oh, Don't really? get me wrong. Yes, okay. he does. Except this one part, I agreed to... <laughs> with him. Well, except for childhood memories. So. Childhood memories. When it comes to the rumpus room. <laughs> While cleaning the rumpus room, uh, Elle finds the ultimate beach bucket list, the summer bucket list that they made when they were kids. So it was Lee and Elle's thing. And they yes. were going to do all these activities in one summer and they never ended up doing it. And they never ended up doing it. They put it in this little um, lunchbox and they kind of hid it away in one of the, I don't know, in one of the, the drawers. Um, which I don't know how old they were when they made this, but I just wanted to make this one point. Like they had really nice writing for children. Oh, absolutely. And really good drawing skills. So I don't like... It's almost like a set designer, probably. It's <laughs> almost like it's not real. <laughs> wow, Sarah. Wow. So just to recap, I, I feel like we've been bouncing around a little bit. So Molly Ringwald's character is like, hey, we're selling the beach house, kids. And the kids have a little bit of a freak out. And they decide, let's spend the entire summer at the beach house. And that coincides with Elle finding this list. 
she kind of tells Lee, hey, I'm probably going to go to Harvard, so this is going to be our last summer bonanza. So she makes a decision to go to Harvard, and Lee's reaction to her decision this is where he, in this movie, starts to become a bit of a baby. He makes her feel so bad that he's that she is not going to Berkeley with him and that she's chosen to go to Harvard with Noah. And I think that they really need to grow out of these silly rules that they made when they were children. 100%. Like, and, and I think that's part of, you know, the trilogy, like bringing it from, you know, the first, second to the third movie. They have these rules that they've always had. Um, you know, they worked in the first movie, they were all right in the second movie, but then the third movie they've manifested into these like almost controlling things that that Lee holds over L. Well, a I think bit. it's always been that way, but now it's kind of coming to a head where, you know, I'm not I'm not going to Berkeley. And that's that should be very clear. And I think it was clear to Lee. He wasn't yeah. like, Oh my god, he was like, Oh, you're leaving me again. Yeah, he's sobby. It was a pouty pants Lee yeah. Flynn. Pouty pants Lee Flynn. That's, that's, I like a, it. that's a drinking game actually. Every time that Lee has a pouty pants Lee Flynn moment, you take a drink. <laughs> Because it's so often in this movie. It is. He's a little bit of a baby. So they get to work on checking off this summer bucket list. And for Elle, this is really, you know, the one last epic thing to do with Lee before they both go off into different schools in the fall. And she's really doing it for him. And so I, I listed a few of the things that they do that they do. do. Mm, you know what they are? Yes. They're hits. Oh, they're hits. We're playing the hits, baby. Because what are we doing? We're... They go cliff jumping. Cliff jumping. They go sumo wrestling. Yeah. They go skydiving. Yeah. They go skydiving. They go, right? Isn't that a Is country that song? John song? A or? country song. Oh. Anyway. Um, pie eating contest. Yeah. Uh, epic blanket fort. They give Noah an atomic wedgie. They eat donuts in a big donut. They win a sandcastle contest, which like, I feel like entering a sandcastle contest would have been like... Great, but again, like I don't see how their artistic ability could win a sandcastle contest. But anyway, brain freeze showdown. They turn Noah into an ice cream sundae. What a waste of ice cream. Lee learns to juggle, and they swim with sharks. You missed one. They also do helium karaoke. That's right. Oh, I said shitty karaoke, but yeah, helium karaoke. Helium karaoke. So we're playing the hits, baby. Look at that. We just hit a montage of all these fun things. Also, the other hit that I forgot to mention is just the fact that they're spending an entire summer in this bougie as all hell oh my God, yeah. beach house. Having parties all the time. Right. Oh, that's my favorite part. And that was around this same time. I think right after this montage, they're sitting on the beach. It's nighttime. <laughs> what is Noah is like, hey, like we should have a few people over. I, I actually invited some people. And somebody says, how many people? <laughs> we transition right into this ridiculous party scene, which is another hit. Another hit. Oh, yeah. It, it is cool. Like, I do like... We're hitting all the cliche moments. It is very cliche. It's very the kissing booth cliche as well. Yeah. Like, you know, you see the same characters throughout this movie as well. And I, I did like that part. Um, so while all this is happening, Elle is really busy. So, and I just, before we get into the, the, you know, the rest of this movie. So she's very busy. She helps, she's helping her dad take care of her little brother. She's working at a restaurant on the beach. She's trying to give Lee the most epic summer. They're living at the beach house. And on top of all that, she's still trying to have a good relationship and spend time with Noah. The amount of pressure that she's under, like I actually, during this movie felt bad for her. Like I was like, you're pushing yourself. Something's got to give. I felt bad for... 
This might be a weird opinion. I felt bad for her dad. Oh, I love her dad. It's his daughter's last summer around, and she's like, yeah, I'm just going to screw off and hang out at the beach house with the Flins all summer. And he's like, oh, okay. I know, he's so sweet. (laughs) Elle is working at the restaurant on the beach, and she goes up to the table, and who is sitting there? Oh, that's another hit, Sarah. We're bringing back the past love interest, Marco, baby. Marco is sitting at the table Ooh. with his family, and it kind of starts off a little awkward, but then it just like kind of goes normal, and, and they start chatting, and I think they exchange numbers. Because she needs to do something on the bucket list that they can yes. achieve uh, at the place he works. That's which is this right. amusement park. It's got a go-kart. It's like and a water and, park. Water yeah. park go-kart, yeah. A side note about, so we have the moment at the water park scene. We've got a shirtless Noah Flynn. Yeah. And we're playing the hits, baby. Because of course, we have to see Marco in like a tight-ass tank top showing Tat-ass. off them biceps. Yeah, yeah. I don't hate it. And then we jump over to the go-kart area. Yeah, so before that though, Chloe comes to town. Oh, we're bringing back so, another love interest. Yes. So Chloe comes into town and it's awkward but not really overly awkward because when Noah tells Elle about Chloe, she's okay. Elle's like, "Yeah, okay, no worries. You know, I've gotten past that. I've grown." <clears throat> Whatever. But then on the flip side, when Elle tells Noah that that day at work, she saw Marco, he gets all pissy about it. I mean, it's different, though. Well, his thing was that he he told her, he's like, the difference is I didn't kiss him Boom. on national television. Boom. Yeah, but... Is he wrong? No. Thank you. <laughs> no, he's not wrong. However, I think, like, if you say you're over it, then, like, you really, you know, let's move on. I mean, I guess you can still be bitter about it. Fine, whatever. <laughs> God. I'm. You know what? I was really critical of Noah Flynn in the first two movies. Yeah, I know. You were. It's the Noah Flynn redemption arc in this movie. And oh I actually God. agreed with him when he was upset there. Well, not yeah. upset. He he wasn't like, but but that's the no, thing. In he, the previous he movies, he would fly off the handle. hundred This one, he's just like, you know what? I'm just upset about it. Yes. And he just, you know, wanted to have a moment. Hey, fair enough. You're allowed to be upset about something. Might be a tiny bit irrational, but he didn't freak out. This is true. He, he, I think he had a little bit of a case, but I, I, I think Elle was hoping that if, you know, she was honest about it, then, you know, no harm, no foul. Um, and he's still not totally over he's it. He's clearly still not totally over it. And we, yeah, we do kind of see that. But before the whole water park scene as well, we get to finally meet Linda. So Linda is the woman who Elle's dad is dating. This kind of comes important later on during Elle's apology tour. So I just wanted to... Kind of a weird side story. Throw that in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're just trying to, like, make everybody have a happy ending, (laughs) including her dad, who does everything for Elle. (laughs) Give the guy a bone. Come on. Lee's got to be banging somebody. Noah's got to find somebody. The dad's got to be... Molly Ringwald's hooked up. Yeah, everybody's got somebody. Yeah. You can't end a book and a movie trilogy without without, without the single father finding a love yes. interest as well. Yeah, yeah. He really doesn't have like a massive <laughs> part in this He's movie. Barely in the movie, except for this he movie. He just needs to have a love interest. That's all we need him for. Actually, I think she's in it more than he is. Yeah, I think you're right. She probably has more lines. Oh, but he's so cute. I love him. I love his character. Anyway, okay. Okay. So go-kart. this next part is my best scene. Oh, the go kart scene. This go kart scene is epic and i really want to do it but this is my best scene for sure so lee rachel and l they arrive to the go-kart area dressed up as 
Super Mario characters. Freaking right. We got a Mario. I we got a Luigi. It. We got a Princess Peach. Actually, Lee is the Princess Peach, which is yeah, the most funny I love part. It. But then we've also got Marco, who's Who in the game. Wario. Who's Wario. And then, so here's the thing. Noah is in the stands with Chloe, and he's yeah. like, I'm not doing this BS. This is going to be stupid until he sees that Marco I know, I is love in on it. the game. I love and it. And then classic cliche. He's like, oh, put me in the game, coach. And he jumps in. He grabs a go-kart, and then we have this really, like, maximum absurdity this would never happen in real life style yeah but i love go-kart it go-kart race yeah like they have these balloons filled with like whipped cream or slime and they like throw them behind them kind of like you do in mario kart and you hit the other players and they like spin off it was so fun all the people in the crowd were like their high school friends i was like did did an invite go out it's it's like a it's like a fever dream like none it of this is, is ri- the, the one techie guy from the high school is flying a drone around yeah he's communicating with l telling her okay there's they're somebody all... coming up right behind you they're they're mic'd up it's ridiculous it is it is um you're right it's like a dream it's like a dream this is not real life this is rom-com life but not only that it's teen romantic comedy which anything can life. happen yeah i love it this was my favorite scene <laughs> By far. And so Noah and Marco kind of get into it um, on the track. And then after the race, Noah blows up at L because he's jealous of Marco and doesn't like that L is spending so much time with him. I think at this point, Noah is in a tough place because it's like, you know, it's the summer. I want to spend time with my girlfriend, but she's off with my brother yeah. doing this stupid bucket list bucket list thing <laughs> which honestly it is kind of like hey like let's put ourselves into a sandcastle contest it's like we couldn't just have like a nice romantic dinner yeah instead well and that's exactly what happens exactly next. what happens yes <laughs> yeah that's i was trying to tee up you didn't quite get there yeah that's right exactly <laughs> what happens next so <laughs> noah not on the same page today apparently <laughs> no sorry <laughs> I was like, um, what's next? I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm I'm trying to play t-ball with you here. Yeah, and I'm missing my swings. Um, Yeah, so Noah does plan a romantic evening for Elle. Dinner on the dock. Dinner. Candlelights. Yes. What are we doing, Sarah? We're playing the friggin' hits. Dinner on the beach. And, yeah, there's no dock. It's just the beach. Oh, I thought it was. Okay, yeah. Well, I guess it's like a a patio on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and um, but L ditches him to go do a bucket list thing with Lee, and so at this point you can kind of like it, the bucket list has taken over their lives. Yeah, if I was no, I'd be pissed. Yeah, I would be too. Or like you know, do you do you join along? Like, do you kind of make it part of your summer too? No, no. Okay, no, All absolutely right. not. That was declined. <laughs> Heavily and quickly. Message received. So, declined. Uh, never no. mind. Okay. Okay. But the flash mob, this is what Elle ditches for. Like, actually, actually, whoa. She ditches a romantic evening with Noah for a romantic dinner with Lee at this restaurant hotel bar thing. Which I think is part of why he didn't want to join in because it's like, it's this stuff with my brother, you know, I want to have my own stuff with you. Yes. Not just like replaying. And I agree with that. Yeah. I do. Um, but the flash mob was pretty cool. I mean, flash mobs are like... Was the flash like, mob pretty cool? So 
I've got a question. Tell me how you, when was this friggin' book written? So interestingly enough, and this is part of my quick Don't say it. This book actually was written concurrently with this film release. What? Yes. And they said, hey, a flash mob, that's a cool thing to do in 2021. But you have to remember when the list was written. Oh, they wrote the list like 10 years. Okay, okay, all right. I can vibe with that. Fair enough. the list, they had to do everything on the list from when they wrote it, when they were Mm, kids. So flash mobs probably could have been a big thing when they were little, when they wrote it. So Noah and Elle are on the outs at this point. Yeah. Marco and Elle talk. And also Noah and, and Chloe, Chloe talk. talk. And in both situations, they kind of find some comfort emotionally with their prospective other love interest, let's say. I don't say. know if they're... You know what? I never... After after the second movie, I never got like that Noah would end up with Chloe. Like I never got that. Elle talks to Marco and Marco, she says to Marco, oh, come back later and we'll talk even more um, after my shift when I close up. So Noah comes to the restaurant instead. Sneaks in there first. Sneaks in, puts on time after time and asks her to dance. Super cute. That was really cute. That's the greatest hits right there. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's super, the greatest hits. That is hit, so Sarah. romantic. And then... Marco Rocketman. Sho- <laughs> I mean, that's not the sub, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, no. Um, Marco shows up and sees them making out, and he had shown up with his guitar, so he's probably going to serenade her. Of course, he was. Just super awkward. Classic I, Marco. Serenading people. Anyway, whatever. I think I've talked about this early on in the podcast, but serenading people with guitars that like to one. You don't like it. It depends. It depends. Sarah, sit down. <laughs> If Marco was okay, serenading Mar- you, yeah, okay, I'd, I would, I would let it happen. Like for ninety nine percent of guys, you're right, probably awkward. But for Marco, <laughs> yeah. though, I think he's pulling it off. Yeah, okay, I'll let him, especially because he is a musician and everything. Light so. a few candles. Yeah, I'll let it happen. <laughs> I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> yeah. Marco shows up and sees them and kind of like just leaves, disappointed and whatever. The Fourth of July is coming up, and Marco comes so beforehand he calls tuppen and asks what he's doing for the fourth of july because he wants in on this but he, marco has no way to get to this fourth july party so tuppen by the way is just a random dude from <laughs> kissing booth one he's like the buff guy at school who takes his shirt off all the time and he slaps her he slaps all's ass that's right the, yeah. and that was a big thing but like just just because like tuppen who the hell is tuppen i, I know. saw him. i love him i i do love him but it's like he oh he gets an honorable mention from me oh does he yeah I saw him in this movie and I'm like, oh, it's that guy. I had no recollection of his name being Tuppen. I love him. I love his hair, too. Yeah, his hair is great hair. He's cute. But yeah, so Tuppen is a friend of Elle's from high school. And he tells Marco, yeah, Elle is having this like 4th of July thing. Come with me. Yeah, there's a beach volleyball situation that happens. Yes, yes. And so they play a super intense game of volleyball. Which will describe it a little bit better, Sarah. A super intense. Shirtless. Shirtless game of volleyball which is we're playing the hits we're getting marco to take his shirt off noah's taking his shirt off don't hate it let's see it happen yeah and so um it's like really intense basically marco's kind of razzing noah noah's like just pushing it down and bottling it up and then he goes and he look this little innocent friend thing you got going on nobody's buying it it's very clear what you're here for really what is that still want l Shut up. Guys, can you please stop this? You still want L, and everybody here knows that. No, I said shut so up. The sooner you get that through your thick skull, the sooner you can. <laughs> oh, and punches Noah in the face, right? Does he punch Noah in the well, face? Well, so this is actually my best scene. <gasps> Whoa. So at that point, Noah, 
I like it. But okay, I'm going to tell you what. But Noah confronts Marco, and he says, you're only here because you're in love with Elle. And Elle's kind of awkwardly standing off in the corner, being like, oh, my God, it's happening. And then Marco punches Noah in the face. And if we're back at Kissing Booth 1, Noah would have tackled him. There would have been a fight on the beach, bam, 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 punching each other. Instead, Noah just doesn't do anything. And Marco walks away. Yes. If you were Elle, would you not have stepped in at some point? Yeah, I don't know why she has them fight her battles for her. You know what she reminds me of? It's like Angela from The Office when Dwight and Andy are like, we're going to duel for her love. And everyone agrees that that's an absurd (laughs) scenario. And then the camera pans to Angela and she's like, I'll allow it. (laughs) Like, what? You're just watching Marco and Noah potentially about to beat the shit out of each other. And you're just standing there like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Oh no, he punched him. But you're still just standing there. She only ever runs to like stop Noah once he's already done it or doing it. Yeah. She doesn't actually try to, like, it's very reactive and not proactive. Yeah. So instead of fighting, though, he 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 leaves on his motorcycle, which, I mean, is a step in the right direction. Noah redemption arc. Here we go. Oh, my God. Good job bottling those feelings down. That's what a real yeah. man does. Cry on your motorcycle oh just off God. in the distance. You know, you don't. Driving away. D- don't be emotional in front of people. Be emotional in your car somewhere. Oh, <laughs> a parking lot okay so and then on the flip side marco professes his love for l yeah he does i don't know it just kind of seemed like an added did it did it seem like it like it should have been like in the unnecessary? plot yeah uh no i think we needed a little bit more conflict than just oh no which, everything else going on with which, l, you yeah. <laughs> like really like the job the choices we're playing the, the hits, lead, Sarah. the bucket list. It's like the really, Elton John farewell tour. We're just playing the hits. I feel like, like I said, the apology tour of Elle is just literally with everyone in this entire movie. She has to say sorry to everyone, every character in this movie. After the Fourth of July party happens, there is a family game night, which I'm assuming is the same night, but I feel like the party would have gone into the night. Her dad is there with Linda. <laughs> we're back and, to Linda and the brother. Mm-hmm. It just kind of out of nowhere, like. And Noah's parents are there, too. Maybe it was the night after. Who knows? I think knows? it might have been the next okay. day. Okay. Yeah. Um, so family game night. And uh, it's not good. Elle tells Linda off. And then um, Elle's dad tells Elle off. She doesn't like Linda because she doesn't want somebody to be replacing her. Her mom. Her mom who's already passed away. Yeah. She's kind of going through those emotions, but not really communicating very well that that's how she's feeling, I guess. Yeah, and I think you're right. Um, and, and she is the one being totally selfish. She actually tells her dad that he's being selfish. But um, I love when her dad says, you know, you're not the only one who wants love or deserves love. Something Boom. like that. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, L. Stop being so, stop God, being so selfish. Come on, L. Why you got to be so selfish? We need your dad to end up with. It's a rom-com. The single dad's got to end up with somebody. <laughs> Do you agree with the two secrets that Molly Ringwald has? So Lee tells Elle, my mom has two secrets. Always spend quality money on trash bags. <laughs> That's and, stupid. And Elle says, what's the other one? Spend quality money on bacon. Yeah, I agree with the second one. Good bacon is very, very tasty. I agree with good trash bags, though. What? A hundred percent. Are you serious? Yes, you don't want to lift that shit. And everything falls out because that is exactly sometimes what happens with our green box when we're composting. Yeah, but that's a compostable bag. I don't even think you can get a thick compostable bag. Yeah, if you get shitty trash bags, that's what happens though. <laughs> so no one can find Noah still. He's AWOL. And then all of a sudden Elle remembers 
that she would know where he was. Because it's a rom-com and he's obviously going to be at the Hollywood sign. Is that where she finds Right, him? which yeah. like I don't even think you can actually get to the no, Hollywood sign. I think sign. we've looked it up a few times and you can't really get to that spot from what I understand. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's like gated off. and Yeah, so they chat about their relationship and then they break up. I don't want to be one of the people who makes you put yourself last. What does that mean? I don't want to be responsible for a decision you make that you're going to regret. No, listen to me. Now you can reapply at Berkeley. No, you can go to school with Lee like you wanted. I just don't want to be the one that kept you from being with him. It's my decision to go to Boston. Oh, I can't be responsible. Why do you think you get to decide these things for me? I'm not trying to decide anything. I know better than trying to stop you going to Boston. (laughs) But if you do decide to go, it's not going to be with me. You're making the decision for her. Like you're putting the words in her mouth for her. Because she wasn't going to be able to make that decision, Sarah. It's the Noah redemption arc. And he's right. They should break up here. Yeah, but I think like I don't love it the way that he did it. Like, yes, I agree that she wouldn't have made the decision. But at the beginning when he's like, no, I think we should break up. And then she's like, no, like you can't make the decision for me. And he goes, I'm not. But he really was. I think she wasn't going to make the decision regardless. So he had to make the decision. We'll agree to disagree on that part, I guess. And so because she remembered the Hollywood sign, a few days before that, Elle and Lee had made this date to go to the arcade together for one more Dance Dance Revolution time because the Dance Dance Revolution machine was going to be retired. And she misses the DDR with Lee because she went to the Hollywood sign. Like, if we're listening to what we're saying here... I know. Elle missed playing a... Playing a fucking game. Yeah. With Lee. Yes. Instead, she went to the Hollywood sign and got broken up with her boyfriend of two movie installments. Two movie two installments. Two and a half movie installments. <laughs> We're talking about novels, guys. That's a long relationship. It is. And then Lee gets his pouty pants oh all God. in a knot. Yeah. And he's upset like, oh, we were supposed to do this thing. Like, I just got dumped, bro. Yeah. By Noah. Jacob Elordi's gorgeous. Yeah, he is. You think you're my highest priority right now, dude? Yeah, yeah. And and he's just like such a little, yeah. Uh, he makes her feel awful, and he goes into it with L because he says, you know, he says I'm never good enough. I've never been good enough for you because you're always you will you'll always choose Noah over me. Like he's jealous. He's still jealous, and he still won't accept the fact that. Um, Elle and Noah are together and that it infringes on his relationship with Elle. Like, it's it's weird to me. I almost feel bad for Rachel because I was waiting for the fact is that in this in these movie installments to say, like, does Lee actually like Elle? Like, maybe is that the whole reason? And I feel bad for Rachel because, you know, Lee's dating Rachel and she's always kind of just brushed aside because Elle takes that spot. It's if, weird. If you remember, that was my prediction at the end of the kissing booth too, that we I were going to find out that yes. Lee was actually in love with Elle. So thank you, Sarah, for proving my theory correct. I think maybe he does a little bit and just doesn't know how to explain his emotions. Well, no, I don't. I. Uh, what I what don't did you know. just say? You basically. Yeah, you you're right. I did. Yeah. But I think. It's this weird, I don't know, it's a weird, it's a weird relationship. I, I've never really understood it. Like he, I feel like he's a little bit, we talked about how Noah in the first, you know, one, two movies, again, he's redemption, redeem, redeeming himself in this movie, yeah, but he he's a little bit controlling in the way like he's, um, his temper. But I think Lee is controlling in these rules with L, and that he, he, 
needs to do everything with her and know what she's doing and be a part of her life and every single piece of it. And Noah kind of infringes on that. Yeah. And he hates it. He is the villain oh, of this movie. <laughs> he is. If you're looking for a, a Jafar, he is the a Jafar. Jafar. Oh, my movie. God. Yeah. I love these Disney references and Elton John references. We were, uh, we were at the bar the other night and we were talking about like best Disney songs. So like, yeah, Jafar's for some reason. <laughs> we were like, actually talking about Jafar, too. Yeah. <laughs> Lion King songs, Aladdin songs. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, Elle goes back to the beach house and has a, this is the good old heart to heart with Molly Ringwald about the schools. And she hits the nail on the head Why? with asking Elle why she wanted to go to Harvard. Yeah. Straight up. Why did you want to go to Harvard? Did you want to go to Harvard because of the program? Like, what program are you taking? Because she had never talked about what program she was taking at either Berkeley or Harvard. And I think in that moment with chatting with Molly, she realizes that... In fact, she has no idea what she wants to actually be or take or do with her life. 100%, yeah. And then a whole bunch of things happen. Rachel and Lee actually break up. You know, I've watched them trying to keep up their long-distance relationship and saw how hard it was. Rachel. If I did something, I swear Lee, no, I can fix no, it. No, it's not you. Yeah. Rachel yeah. breaks up with Lee. Like, I mean, good for, good for you, girl, because... She believes that, you know, after watching Noah and Elle go through what they went through to just try to keep their relationship together, that, you know, her going to Rhode Island and Lee going to Berkeley, they just won't be able to do it. And it will cause so much more stress to their relationship than it needs to be. And then it's the good old apology tour for Elle. I think the last 50 minutes of this movie is just all crying. And at this point, yeah. we're like 20 minutes into those 50 minutes because, yeah, we... We go on the apology tour. We do. Let's start. What, what's our first stop on the apology tour? So she apologizes to a lot of people. She apologizes to her dad. She apologizes to Linda. Linda. She apologizes to um, Lee, and which is an interesting apology because because she goes to apologize to Lee and Lee looks at her and goes, yeah, you don't actually mean that, but I am sorry. And like he apologizes to her, which I'm like. Because he should apologize. Yes, exactly. Like I'm happy that he was like, he recognized that like he was the one that really should be apologizing and not Elle. She tells him that, she, you know, she's not going to go to Berkeley. And even though that no one her broke up and she's not going to go to Harvard, she is going to go to USC to design video games. Or well, she's going for an interview there. Yes. So she wants to design yeah. video games. Yeah. Instead. And that was part of the Molly Ringwald speech of like, yes, what, what does Elle want? Yeah. Elle wants to go to USC. And to keep the memory alive of the beach house, because now that it's sold, um, she gives Molly a beautiful picture of the three kids. So Noah, Lee, and um, Elle uh, for the be- uh, in front of the beach house and uh, with a really nice note. And, and it actually makes Molly not sell the beach house. Was this where you cried? Uh, this is where This I is cried. a Sarah weep warning. Yeah, it was just so sweet. This is where I cried. Good call. Wow. I, I know. I, I know you. It was touching, eh? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't cry. Okay. I cry over like emotional love. You cry <laughs> over like family sentimentality, I guess, which is kind of strange. Why is that, why is that strange? <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> and during the photo shoot to get this photo for Molly, um, Noah and her have a goodbye. They yeah. actually get a little chat in and... Um, he, she tells Noah that, you know, she's going to USC or would like to pursue going to USC in the, in the uh, winter. And then it flash forwards. We jumped which, six years into I the future. I think this was really cool. I liked this. Of course you like this because Sarah can't. <laughs> I like 
the closure. A movie can't just end <laughs> with the audience's like left up to the audience's opinion of what happens. Well, it does a little bit. You don't know. No, you know. Come on, you know. Well, I mean, I would like to think I do. So we jump six years in the future. Yes. We're at that same carnival. fair or whatever yeah. carnival. She at Elle, the kissing booth. L meets up with Lee, and oh my God, they're they're still doing the kissing booth that we oh, started all these years ago. Very familiar place. Uh. Oh my God! No way! And suddenly, there it was. <laughs> they're still doing this. <laughs> the kids at school were still using the kissing booth. L is she has short hair. Do you like long hair or short hair, L? I like long hair, L. Me too. Okay, good. Yeah. We had to explain that she's older somehow, so we just cut her hair, I guess. Is that like a cheap movie ploy to be like, well, yeah, she's older now? So for the first two movies, she was actually bald. So the wigs, uh, she actually wore wigs oh in the movies. God. Wow. It, actually, all three movies, I believe, um, because she was doing uh, HBO's The Act. In between the first and the second movie, her hair wasn't long enough to grow back. So she wore a wig in the second movie. I'm not 100% sure if she wore wigs in this one. And then who arrives but Noah, Noah shows up. Oh, my God. They've yeah. been broken up for six years. He, he's been at Harvard the whole time. She's been at USC. They have a little reconnection. They oh, do. what have you been doing over the last six years? You look years? so businessy. Uh, I mean, don't let this suit fool you. You know, I'm still a rebel. Oh. Last Friday, left work 20 minutes early. Whoa. Yeah, I know. I don't like to okay. talk about it. It's a deal. Your secret safe. Yeah. Thank don't you. Worry. Don't tell anyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so Lee told me about your job offers. It's a law firm in New York and one in LA. I don't know which one I'm going to choose right now. Congratulations. That's amazing. And Lee told me that you're developing video games now, your own game? Yeah. Yeah, I'm designing games. It's it's great. I mean, I work at a really small company, but there's okay. great opportunity, and I have a lot of creative freedom, so I really love it. I'm glad. <laughs> what? I don't know. You just... You seem so grown up. I was going to say the same thing about you. My question, like, have they both been single the whole six years? Like, I've just, got like, theories. Do we want to jump into the theories right now? Yeah, let's jump into the let's theories. Let's just jump into... Actually, no, no, no. Let's, let's get our closure. Okay. Noah and Elle, they have a nice little quick chat, and then they both agree, hey, like, we should really catch up. Yeah. So why don't I give you a ring later? And they both agree, hey, like, that would be great. And we see a little, maybe a little twinkle in each other's eyes. Hey, some... Some rekindling happening. Yes. And then Noah walks off. He's wearing a, a very dark suit, looking like a million bucks. Yep. He's walking up the stairs. Yes. And they tied this scene back to the first end, end of the first movie. Oh. So know. at the end of the first movie, when when Noah is off going off to Harvard, he goes up the elevator and Elle says something like, you know, I hope he doesn't look back. But if he looks back, then it means the future. But if not, like something like that. Uh, if he doesn't look back, then who who knows? And he doesn't look back. He doesn't look back, but he gets this time, this time he gets to the top of the stairs and he looks back. Well, and there's a dramatic pause. We don't know what he's going to do. And then he looks back. Oh my God. It's exciting. Obviously they're going to get back together in some capacity. You brought up a great, great question. Great question. Do we think after the breakup happened, did Noah ever end up hooking up with Chloe? I don't know. I don't think so. Like, really? I, I do think that their relationship was friendship. 
I think it happened. You think? I think one drunk night it definitely happened. <laughs> they hooked up just one time. Do we think Elle and Marco ever hooked up? Yeah, why not? She's broken up with him. Oh, uh, no. No, because he went off to New York. Okay. Maybe he never came back. But I mean, he back. could still come home. Yeah, maybe uh, he didn't come back. He just went to New York and left. Yeah. I, I don't know if she'd ever go down that path because if she ever wanted Noah back again and he ever found out that that she was with Marco, he would never forgive her. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't agree think that Marco did. and Elle didn't. I think yeah. that Noah and Chloe did you just think? one time, though. I don't and it know. didn't make the friendship weird, though. They stayed friends. You know what? You're right. I believe that more than I believe Marco and Elle. That's the Kissing Booth 3. So are yes. we on to quick facts? We are. So my quick facts are there's some quick facts and there's some kind of just inconsistencies throughout this movie. It's a fairly new movie, so it was a little harder to kind of find the quick facts and gather gather my info. But, so instead uh, you just found things that were wrong with it? A little bit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Me. In July 2020, it was announced the third movie had been secretly shot back to back with the second film in South Africa in 2019. Book number three is based on the movie. The first two movies were based on the novels. However, this one will be released in conjunction with the third movie's release, based on the movie instead of the other way around. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Joel Courtney, who plays Lee, does his own stunts, except for the big pool jump. He used a stunt double for that one. Elle says she's going to move in with Noah at Harvard, but it's actually mandatory that all freshmen stay in residence. So it's impossible. So it's literally impossible. The beach house has never been mentioned before this movie. As they said, they spent every summer here. So why have we never seen or heard of it before? Especially if the two previous movies happened over the summer. If they spent every summer there, then why haven't we seen or heard of it? (laughs) During the opening of the movie, Elle says that on their trip around California, they watch a sunset on the beach. Elle gets a call around this time during the scene, and the clock on her phone says 6.16 p.m. The average California sunset in late spring or early summer is closer to 8 p.m. Noah and Elle wear the same leather jackets in this movie that they had in previous movies. The two both wear their jackets when they ride on Noah's motorcycle together at the end of the second movie, and they're matching again at the beginning of this movie. Did you notice this? Elle had her own room at the Flynn Beach House. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, she had like all of her like childhood memories there and pictures and the walls and stuff. Yeah. It's a little strange. Yeah. Skydiving wasn't actually on the original summer bucket list. There were only 22 items on the list, and skydiving was number 23. We never actually see Elle accept her Harvard admission. We see her decline Berkeley, but we never actually see her. During the first big party at the beach house, Lee meets a guy who just finished his first year at Berkeley, and they hit it off. They both have a mutual love for Spider-Man, and Lee tells him that he drove 600 miles for a copy of The Amazing Spider-Man 3, which is a coveted collector's issue that has sold anywhere from between $900 to $57,000, depending on the condition, of course. Chloe was introduced as one of Noah's college besties in the second movie, but we just assume that she was the same age as Noah. This isn't the case. In the third movie, when Noah and her are talking on the beach, she says that she's 23, which makes her about three or four years older than Noah. When Elle finally gets the courage to reach out to Noah about setting up a surprise gift for his mom's for his mom after their breakup, her message is the first one listed in the conversation, indicating that she deleted their entire texting history. Honorable mentions. My honorable mention, you know, Tuppen. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but that's that's it. So that's um, kind of the same thing for me. The randoms oh, really? that you totally forgot about from the Kissing Booth one is how I described my honorable mentions. Yeah, I think yes, I think it's as a whole. Tuppen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just felt like they waltzed all these random high school like friends of L 
who like like the mean girls like yeah the omg girls the omg girls sure yeah i okay i actually wrote down the buff guy who takes his shirt off all the time Tuppen. yeah um the techie dude with yes, the drone i liked him no He's idea cute. his name back to the whole like just playing the hits thing they're just like waltzing these people hey you remember this guy and then and walk off stage goodbye Tuppen. they did a good job keeping the three movies together like it felt like a story it felt like all the movies were a part of each other and that this specific movie wasn't so far off in the distance than the other two um it still felt like a family what should have been i don't have anyone should have been oh my God. everybody really? ended up with somebody no they didn't oh marco marco oh marco is a charming musician he is noah flynn and all of his harvard friends they decide, hey, we're going to do a trip from Boston to New York City. We're going to hang out for the weekend in New York. They go to see a show. And who is the opener? Oh, my God, it's Marco. That's so random. And after Marco's performance, he spots Noah. He seeks him out, apologizes for his actions. Remember the Noah redemption arc? Noah is actually like, you know what? You're right. Let's bury the hatchet. We're all good. He buys him a beer. They hang out. And then Marco says, wait, who, who's that over there you're hanging out with? And Noah says, oh, we hooked up one time, but she's just a friend. She was there all summer, though. She would have met Marco. Why would she have met Marco? Marco and Noah hate each other. So Chloe is probably not going to meet Marco ever, right? I guess that's true. Okay, you really thought this out. Easy icebreaker. Oh, I feel like I've seen you before. Yeah, yeah. I was there that summer and the blah, blah, blah. The blah, blah, blah. Marco and Chloe end up together. And actually, that should be the premise for the kissing booth four. Beth. Uh I actually, Give me a call. I I've got a few like thoughts. That. Yeah, don't, whoo, you like it. You're really, really good at the what should have beens. Yeah, I like the what should have beens. Yeah. And now we're on to overall rewatchability. So I have chemistry, three. Storyline, four. Thirst factor, I mean, you got to give it a four. I'd like to give it less, but it's just Noah and Marco are taking their shirts off all the time. I can't <laughs> not. Imagination, a three. Soundtrack, 4.5. The soundtrack is sneaky good in this. It's very contemporary. It's kind of like alt-pop. Love it. Uh, Cheese, a three for an overall score of 3.58 out of five. What do you have, Sarah? I have chemistry, 3.75. Storyline, three. Thirst factor, 4.5 because Marco and Noah. Imagination, three. Soundtrack, 3.75. Cheese, three for an overall score of 3.5 out of five. Wow. We almost have the same score. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Once again, if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you throw us a follow, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can reach out on TikTok or Instagram at RomCom Rewind. Uh, Caroline just uh, messaged us a few days ago saying that uh, all the talk on Easy A about the 80s rom-coms. She wants us to do Better Off Dead, John Cusack, yeah. 1985. I haven't even heard of that. I know, me neither. I wow. haven't either. I put it on the list, though. Which which makes it awkward that we run a podcast about romantic comedies. We I haven't heard of that one. I appreciate the recommendation We should greatly. Really go into the vault. Like, we've done yes. a new Netflix rom-com. Yeah. Let's go back into the classics here. Agreed. One. We actually don't know what our next one's going to be. Mm-hmm. So actually, you know what? Fire us some messages. Fire us your thoughts. We love reading them, and we love putting them on the list. Yeah. Thanks for listening. 